It's time for the Sports King Show, live on Sports 106.1. The show with scores, interviews, the hottest topics, and the biggest sports stories of the day. It's the show where you'll hear from the players that make the plays, as well as the key coaches and personnel who make it happen. All of this and live phone calls from you, the Sports King Nation. Now, direct from his castle, located in an undisclosed location in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, let's welcome to the throne, His Highness, Jamie King, the Sports King on Sports 106.1. And good morning, everybody. Monday morning on the Sports King Show. Thank you for listening from around the world throughout Central Virginia on the Sports King Show. Please and thank you for joining me again this morning alongside Ben Maitland. I'm Sports King Jamie King. Going to go through a busy weekend of the NFL, of course, the Sunday night affair. We're going to go through all of that. And, of course, we've got Joe Moglia coming up. The Joe Moglia Report heard here exclusively on Sports 106.1, brought to you by Coastal Carolina University, the Chanticleers. We'll get you that in just a few minutes. Before we do, we want to thank all of our sponsors, for which we cannot do the program without. Thank you to the Nerve Company. Never underestimate Radical Vision. You can reach your CEO, Andrew Fisher, and his outstanding team in Denver, Colorado, by going to www.thingoutsidethewebsite.com. They do graphics, website design, marketing plans. They do it all, and they do it at www.thingoutsidethewebsite.com. How about our great friends at CMA's Colonial Honda? They continue to keep lives moving forward. Go out and see for yourself. New cars, used cars, an amazing selection, which can be delivered directly to your door if you'd like them to. President and General Manager Tim Cosgrove, our great friend Tim, has the best car selling team in the country. They'll make it happen for you every single time at CMA's Colonial Honda. And don't forget, starting tomorrow, we've got Tuesdays with Tim. You do not want to miss that. Tim's going to update us on the latest and greatest. He'll pick out a car every week that he wants to talk about and also all the great things that are happening in the community with CMA's Colonial Honda and, of course, at the actual dealership itself. You want to go out and see for yourself. Nobody does it better than they do. CMA's Colonial Honda continuing to keep lives moving forward. And our great friend, Dr. Paul Ross, if you have a foot problem of any kind, Dr. Ross and his staff will get you on the road to recovery. With offices in Springfield, Virginia, and Bethesda, Maryland, they've helped over 240,000 people, of which I'm one. And if you want to be seen by the best in the business, uh, give him a call. You can do a televisit online, and you can also go in person, and he'll figure out whatever ails you in terms of your foot, get you on the road to recovery. The Sports King Show features the Ross Rules of Foot Care heard here weekly to help those in need of foot care advice and assistance. And also, coming up shortly, bottom of the hour, we're looking at the Joe Mowgli Report, brought to you exclusively by Coastal Carolina University, the Chanticleers. Listen to the current chairman of TD Ameritrade, who offers insight on life, finance, and sports, heard here weekly on the Sports King Show. It's the Joe Mowgli Report. So let's get into it. Let's go back to the weekend that was starting way back on Thursday night. Of course, it was the Falcons over the Panthers, 25 to 17. Matty Ice in that one, 21 to 30, 281, one interceptions. But he led the Falcons to something they haven't known much of this year. It's called a victory. They improved to two and six over the Carolina Panthers, who are heard here exclusively on Sports 106-1, 25-17, avenging an earlier loss. Then we get to Sunday's games, and we've got a ton to get to there. One of the games that I want to point out right off the bat 
was the Bills, who I said would be in a tussle with those Patriots. The reason I said there would be a problem for the Bills because the Patriots coming in, and you heard all the things Cam Newton said about you know getting back his swagger and starting to play the way he's capable of and all those things in terms of uh, putting up a better performance. Well, he played better for him, but he didn't play well enough to get the victory as the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, win in this one, 24-21. And a game that was very close throughout. And, of course, you have Cam Newton, 15-25, 174 yards. Very pedestrian in terms of throwing the football. Stephon Diggs for Buffalo, six receptions, 92 yards. On the ground for New England, Damian Harris checked one of the boxes. He got 102 yards on 16 carries, one touchdown. But in this game between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots, it came down to the Buffalo Bills defense who won this one, forcing a Cam Newton fumble. This is what it sounded like and ended any hopes of the Patriots winning their third game of the year. Newton will keep it. Newton. Oh, he lost the ball. Buffalo takes over. Cam Newton coughs it up with 31 seconds left. 31 seconds left. You fumble the football and uh, you got to protect it. You know the hoodie not happy. And, of course, Afterwards, uh, Bill Belichick's been talking about, you know, the loss of players and, you know, this reason and that reason. And you know what? I knew something was going to come up. Of course, he's a genius and everybody knows he's a great coach. And I'm not taking anything away from him as a coach. He's won all those titles. But instead of saying, hey, we're just not a very good football team right now, it's always about, you know, hey, we don't have this guy. We don't have that guy. And, you know. You know, we have who we have. We're just not playing very good football, offensively or defensively, and uh, not protecting the football in the final moment, something that Tom Brady has been successful in doing. Cam Newton, trying his best, could not get it done in the end, and therefore the Bills improved to 6-2, and two, and they're playing some very good football. I think they may have overlooked New England and said, hey, they've been beaten up here lately. Maybe there'll be a, a wounded animal coming in here, and we can just throttle them. Well, you know New England's going to put up a fight. They're not giving up, and they fall now to 2-5 and five overall, 0-3 oh in the division. So any hopes of playoffs are fading very quickly in Foxborough. It was the Bengals. Joe Burrow, my guy, you know, we love the sports king, uh, loves Joe Burrow, has since college 26-37, 249 yards, two touchdowns, as the Bengals approved the 2-5-1. Now, remember it was... I, who said that Joe Burrow was going to be a great pro. For those of you in Cincinnati that reach out to me, I told you and I continue to tell you that he is going to be the answer to your prayers. This kid is going to be a great quarterback if he stays healthy, if they can put some pieces around him. I said also this year you're not going to the playoffs, but you're going to be marketably improved, and they're getting better week by week. Now, at 2-5, and five, you're not setting the world on fire from a record standpoint, but look beneath the surface here, Cincinnati fans. You're seeing progressional improvements weekly by Joe Burrow. If you can see him getting better and the team rallying around him, you've got a guy that's a leader. That's what you want. Of course, you saw the same thing here with uh, Dwayne Haskins Jr. from my team, the Washington football team, and they haven't rallied around him. They haven't seen the progressional improvements that they have seen with Joe Burrow, and therefore you see when you don't see the improvements, you see the bench, and then you see maybe trade talk after that. So right now, everything, everything seems to be an upswing for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now let me ask you this, Tennessee Titan fans. How disappointing is it for you to throw 20 on the board, one of the top offenses in all the football? Derrick Henry, he did his thing, 112 carries on 18 
rushes. But when you look at this game, you got to be disappointed for Tennessee to let one get away. Five and two are you, and then you get beat by a two and five now Bengals team. You got to say to yourself, a team with one win coming into this deal, how do you lose? Well, you lose because you don't prepare, and when you don't prepare, you plan to fail. So in this one, the Titans just didn't play their A game. I think they kind of rolled out the ball and expected the Bengals to just say, hey, there's the Titans, we're going to lose. And I used to tell my players the same thing. You can't roll the ball out. You can't give less than maximum effort against anybody, especially in the NFL. Everybody there can win on any given Sunday. And if you don't prepare, you are in bad shape. So the Bengals get the win 31-20 impressively, improving to 2-5. and five. Another call that I gave you, for those of you that won money on me this weekend, uh, please send that 10%. Uh, one of those picks I gave you was the Las Vegas Raiders. I thought uh, I liked the matchup. I thought they were going to beat the Browns. They did, 16-6, to and the Raiders improved to 4-3. and The Browns, 5-3. and Baker Mayfield, the very, very pedestrian, 12-25. Uh, you know, looking at uh, barely 50%, 122 yards, nothing great to speak of. Las Vegas, Josh Jacobs did it on the ground. If you have fantasy numbers for him, 31 carries, 128 yards. Jarvis Landry for Cleveland, four receptions, 52 yards. But it was a very poor outing, two field goals for the Browns as they fall to 5-3. and three. The, Raiders, Ra- uh, the Raiders improved to 4-3 and three in this one. This one hit me kind of sideways. The Colts uh, win this one. Phillip Rivers and company, 41-21 over Gary Bagwell, the great Bagdini's Lions. Matthew Statsford, as he calls them, 24-42, 336, three touchdowns. Some good stats, but the bottom line stat is victory. And Matt Patricia and company, 3-4, and 0-3 at home. The Lions struggling. They get doubled up by uh, the Colts in this one, 41-21, and a uh, situation where the Colts improved to 5-2. Quietly, the Colts are doing very well. They're playing very well and getting better overall. So look at those Colts and say, you know, nobody's really talking about them, but at 5-2, and 2-2 two, two and two away, they have been getting better week after week under Frank Reich. The Vikings, in one of the shocking games of the day, I thought they would play well. I told you on Friday they would. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been taking a beating in the press. So many people have been talking about replacing him as quarterback of the Vikings. So when you're that guy and people are talking about getting rid of you, and moving on from you, and it's the end of your tenure, you start to say to yourself, I better start playing top-end football or I'm going to be gone. So what did he do? As I predicted, he would come out, and I thought the Packers might win, but I thought it would be close, and I thought the Vikings would cover in this one. They did cover, indeed, 28-22 to with a win over the Packers. And this one was shocking because Aaron Rodgers had three touchdowns in it, but Dalvin Cook was the story here, 30 carries, 163 yards, and three touchdowns in the win for Minnesota. Just dominant on the ground. And 28 for the Vikings, 22 for the Packers, as the Vikings win 28-22 and improve the 2-5. and five. So for one week, Kirk Cousins can say, do you like that? So many people now in the Twin Cities are liking that anytime you beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And the Packers have got to look at this as one that got away. It was the Chiefs, the world champs. Check this out. They defeated the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. I told you it'd be a double-digit win. It was 35-9 is your final. Patrick Mahomes, spectacular with a capital S in this one, 31-42, 416 yards, five touchdowns, albeit against a Jets defense. Greg Williams, uh, of course, professes to be a great defensive coordinator, not so much in this one. But then again, he doesn't get any help on the offensive side. How about this number for Frank Gore, the aging veteran? I think he's 50 years old now. 
10 carries, 30 yards on the ground for the Jets. Yes, I said that. 10 carries, 30 yards on the ground for the JTS Jets, 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 who continue to L-O-S-E, lose, lose, lose. For the victorious Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, eight receptions, 109 yards, one touchdown. As the Chiefs scored 14 in the first, seven in the second, seven in the third, seven in the fourth, improving to 7-1 overall, or your world champ. So, Folks, don't throw any dirt on those guys. They lost one ball game, but they continue to roll along like Old Man River. 35-9 to is the final there over the Jets. The Jets, for their part, 0-8, 0-4 away. They can't get out of their own way. And again, Adam Gase, his key card, for some reason, continues to work there at the Jets complex. I'm just waiting for the report any moment now. Adam Gase has been fired, and I just can't believe they're going to keep going down this path with an offensive mastermind this week after a couple weeks ago scoring no points this week for the Jets. Adam Gase's group throws up a big nine on the board. Unbelievable. 0-8. Anyway, we move on to happier news. And for Tua Tagovailoa and company, the Dolphins in his first start win 28-17, improving to 4-3. and Congratulations to Brian Flores and company over the Rams, who were 5-3. and the Rams turned the ball over repeatedly in this one. Jared Goff, 35 of 61, 355 yards, one touchdown. Miles Gaskins for Miami, 18 carries, 47 yards, a touchdown. Cooper Cup had 110 yards receiving in a losing effort for the Rams. They fall to the Dolphins, 28 to 17. But it was the former Alabama Crimson Tide quarterback, and of course, a tie had heard right here on Sports 1061. Shameless plug time there. But it was the Dolphins and Tua getting. His first career victory as a starter in the NFL. And this, take a listen to it, is his first touchdown in his career. On third and goal to the end zone. Touchdown. There is a flag. Catch made by Devontae Parker. Can we talk about the accuracy getting? That's going to be defensive PI. Pass interference. Defense, number 25. That penalty is declined. Result of the play is a touchdown. So it is the first NFL touchdown pass for Tua. And you see him with the ball. So Tua Tungalavai. Now his first TD pass uh, for him and the Dolphins, they win this one. Exciting time as the Dolphins approved the four and three. But you have to look at this. Wasn't Hall of Fame numbers for the young quarterback. The rookie, 12 of 22, 93 yards. And one touchdown, but he was only sacked once for three yards. So a QBR rating of uh, overall 25. So it wasn't a great shakes day in terms of uh, historic numbers for Tua, but the number that was most important for the Dolphins was the victory, and they got hit for Brian Flores, who looks like a genius now. I didn't think they should go to Tua so early. I thought with Fitzpatrick playing well, they should have kept him, but he went there, it worked out, and the Dolphins win this one 28-17. So... Happy days are here again down at Hard Rock Stadium for the Dolphins. Now I'm wearing the Steeler hat that I was sent for the Steelers, and I will say to you, all the texts, all the emails, people asking me yesterday, please show some love for Steeler Nation. I am showing love for you. Steelers represented today 7-0, 3-0 away. I said I felt the Steelers would pull this one out on Friday. They did, 28-24. And this one went down to the wire as I thought it would. Lamar Jackson, 13 of 28, 208 yards, two touchdowns. 
J.K. Dobbins did his part, 113 yards on 15 carries. Willie Sneed went over 106 yards, but it was the Steelers winning this one, 28-24, improving to 7-0. The Ravens fall to 5-2 in Charm City. This game went down to the wire, and here is the end of the Steelers. Ravens, and this was nothing but excitement in Charm City. In this scenario, Jim, you've got to run around. You've got to make a play. You don't try and throw this right away because no one's going to get to the end zone. He's got to find a soft spot in the pocket. Here it is to the end zone. It is broken up. Broken up indeed. And the Steelers of Pittsburgh, 7-0. And many people are whispering that if you can go into Charm City and beat the Ravens, can you run the table? Now, while I'm not saying they're going to run the table, uh, the dreams that you have of Sugar Plums dancing in your head right now. I know exciting times if you're a Steeler fan thinking that maybe you might be able to pull it off and go the distance, which would be exciting to think about. But realism doesn't say it's on your side, but it's nice to think about it right now. 7-0, 3-0 away. Great job by Steelers and Steeler Nation in this one. The Broncos defeat the Chargers, one of your most exciting games of the day. 31 to 30, Justin Herbert for the the Chargers, uh, 29 of 43, 278 yards, three touchdowns. And it was Drew Locke and company getting this victory, and this was exciting. Drew Locke brought him back, of course, local product. The young man that uh, I was an assistant coach on a basketball team, uh, of course, Deshaun Hamilton, the former great from Penn State. He did a great job overall in terms of what he did receiving. He had four receptions, 82 yards for the young man from Mountain View High School in Stafford County. He had one touchdown of 40 yards, and it was Drew Locke and company coming in the end and getting this victory. This is what it sounded like, the Broncos over the Chargers. Here is a big play from quarterback Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos. Gordon in the backfield with Locke. Locke going to roll and throw. No, it's ruled incomplete. One official ruled incomplete. And now they've changed it. Like, I think he got both feet down. That was that was a good throw. I think K.J. Hammer gets both feet down in bounds. He did get both feet down in bounds, and it was a winner-winner chicken dinner for the Broncos, improving the three and four. Two and five are the Chargers right now. But Justin Herbert is emerging. He's playing very well. But Drew Locke got the better of him in this one as the Broncos go to three and four. It was the Saints over the Bears. Another game I predicted for you. So you're very welcome as the Saints win 26-23. Drew Brees, the future Hall of Famer, 31 of 41 for 280 yards and two touchdowns. David Montgomery for Chicago, 21 carries, 89 yards. Alvin Kamara receiving nine receptions, 96 yards for the Saints in the 26-23 victory in a game that went back and forth as it was Drew Brees and Nick Foles going head-to-head in that one. The Saints improved to 5-2. and two. The Bears fall to 5-3. and three. And The Bears are letting these close ones slip away, and this could prove to be their undoing. In another game of the day that I gave you as well, you're welcome again as you start cashing your tickets today. The Seahawks improved to 6-1, 4-0 at home. The Niners improved to 500, 4-4 with the loss. Uh, They fall to 4-4, 37-27. The Seahawks now losing just one game, 4-0 at home. Russell Wilson, spectacular as he mounts his MVP candidacy. you got to look at him as one of the favorites. 
27 to 37, 261 yards and four touchdowns. DJ Dallas for Seattle, 18 carries, 41 yards, one touchdown. And DK Metcalf, a guy that I say, if this if this guy isn't the best receiver in all of football, let me know who is because he has to be in the discussion for the best in the league. 12 receptions. 161 yards, two touchdowns. So from a standpoint of what you're looking at from fantasy-wise, you're getting a lot of production from that guy. The Seahawks improved to 6-1, 37-27. Now, the final game on the board were the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC least. Your NFC least, and I call it the least because it's the least attractive and absolutely the worst in all of football. The Eagles somehow find a way to defeat the Dallas Cowboys Ben DiNucci, the former JMU product, 21 of 40, 180 yards. So uh, just not uh, reminding anybody of uh, Roger Stallback or Troy Aikman in this one as the Cowboys fall 23 to 9 to the Eagles. The Eagles 3 and 4, Cowboys 2 and 6. But there's still only one game out of the lead in the NFC East. This is unbelievable. Anyway, I hate to put you through this, but I'm going to. Here is your Sunday night montage of the victorious Eagles, the birds of Philadelphia, over them Cowboys. And how do you like them Cowboys this morning? Not so much if you're a Cowboys fan as things keep falling apart. Here's your montage from Sunday night. Touchdown throws. That's going to be caught. And does he break the plane? Rager, yes, he does. Touchdown, Philadelphia. And the pass longer for the end zone. Hold in by Fulgham. Touchdown, Philadelphia. Showing blitz. Here they come again. And look out and down he goes. Ball is out again. And the Eagles on what appears to be a live ball. McLeod is going to take it all the way to the end zone. So there you go. And, uh, you know, not much to watch in terms of overall football beauty, but it was won once again by the Eagles in that one. We do want to let you know in terms of uh, some key injuries that were reported, uh, the San Francisco 49ers uh, against the Seattle Seahawks, they lost quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo and tight end George Kittle the fourth quarter ankle and foot injuries respectively. Neither Kittle nor Garoppolo returned in the 37-27 defeat. Their status for Thursday night's home game against the Green Bay Packers is up in the air until they are able to get further testing on Monday. This is according to um, head coach Kyle Shanahan. Kittle and Garoppolo's injuries came within minutes of each other early in the fourth quarter. Both were retreated in the locker room for Seattle in Seattle for further examination. Both were listed as questionable to return, but did not make it back onto the field. The injuries came after running back Tevin Coleman left in the first quarter with a knee injury. Garoppolo appeared to tweak his ankle earlier in the game, but played through it before he was removed with 14.02 left to play. He limped to the locker room after going 11-16 for 84 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception for a passer rating of 55.2. Backup Nick Mullins stepped in for Garoppolo. Another injury sidelined Garoppolo earlier this season, as you remember, he sustained a right ankle sprain against the New York Jets, an injury that cost him two games and part of a third uh, as he struggled in his return against the Miami Dolphins. So Shanahan knew that something was wrong, and we were able to get him out there at the 14.02 mark. Kittle's injury came with 12.36 to play after he leaped in the hall of 24 Uh, 24-yard pass from Mullins. Kittle made the play, came down awkwardly on the ankle, hobbled to the sideline, initially thought to be an ankle injury, 
The 49ers said it was a foot issue for Kittle. So Kittle finished the game with 39 yards, and uh, Ross Dwelly replaced him and caught a 16-yard touchdown pass. Nothing seemed to be broken, at least on the x-rays, so they're going to check the MRIs this morning. So that's a rundown of the NFL. And we'll come back a little bit later and talk about the Tampa Bay Yes, Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the G-Men tonight. That'll be the last thing we do with some news and notes coming back with, of course, um, the Joe Mowgli report. You're going to hear that in, in its entirety and much, much more. You're listening to Sports King on a Monday morning. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, this is Joe Theismann, and you're listening to the Sports King with Jamie King. Tim Cosgrove here at CMA's Colonial Honda, and I've got something big to share. You can now get 0% financing for the first time ever at CMA's Colonial Honda. Get 0% financing for 60 months on every new Accord LX sedan and HRV LX CUV model. But hurry, this special offer is only good through November 15th, and stop by for Orange Saturday deals all month long. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit CMA's Colonial Honda.com. Excludes tax, title, license, 599 processing, fee 1748 for every 1000 finance with approved credit. All trims qualified, not combinable with other offers. Ends 11 15, 2020. Looking for a top-tier university that is affordable? Coastal Carolina University offers more than 100 undergraduate and graduate programs designed to help you earn your degree. Visit coastal.edu and learn more about the coastal commitment to student learning and student-led research. Coastal Carolina University is consistently ranked as a top best value university in the South. Visit coastal.edu to learn more and schedule your campus tour. It's time for the Joe Moglia Report with former Coastal Carolina head football coach and chairman of TD Ameritrade. With daily and weekly insights on football, leadership, and financial advice from one of the top business leaders in the world today. Now direct from Coastal Carolina University, let's join Joe Moglia and the Sports King for the Joe Moglia Report. And good morning, everybody. Welcome back. We are now joined by our resident expert on finance, football success, and so much more. It's our great friend, Coach Joe Mowgli of the Joe Mowgli Report, brought to you exclusively by Coastal Carolina University, heard here on a Sports King program. And, Coach, good morning to you. Good morning, Jamie. Morning, Ben. Fantastic. And we thank you for joining us. Of course, Coach is heard here every week on the Sports King program. We're going to start it off with some questions for you. Coach, we are in the midst of an election cycle with millions more voting than ever before. You made it a focal point when you were coaching that your players took part in past elections. Can you talk about your mentality in regards to the life after football program, your approach to make players so well-rounded, not just X's and O's, but to prepare them for so many aspects of life beyond the playing field? Yeah, Jamie, I know many coaches believe that part of our job is to help lay a foundation upon which our guys are going to build their lives later on when football's over, life after football. Uh, we also know we have to win. We're not going to take the eye off the ball with regard to that. But I wanted my guys uh, to really understand that, you know, there are so many things going on in the world that really are really critically important and really, really matter that we were the only program in America that we actually gave up 30 minutes of practice a week. I mean, gave up 30 minutes of practice a week. And we would have a meeting uh, where we would, where we would uh, talk to the guys about things that were really, really going on in the world that were critical, things that were important, that had nothing to do with football. Perhaps a lot to do with BAM, being a leader, taking responsibility for yourself, but nothing to do with football. So, so one of the things we talked about was terrorism. Like, to me, that's the greatest threat in the world. And my guys, 
learned a lot about terrorism. They they knew what ISIS stood for. I'm not sure how many to get student athletes, students. Period in this country know what ISIS stands know what ISIS stands for. Well, if that if, if terrorism is that big a threat, then how do we protect ourselves from that? Well, then we get into the role of the military, and, and hopefully my guys learned a real appreciation for those men and women that would put their lives on the line so we could live in freedom or we could play college football. And along with that appreciation comes appreciation of the fact that you also have freedoms, but with those freedoms come responsibility. You kind of go right back to BAM again. So if it's that critical, we, go, we can only pray, and especially I think this is sensitive with the elections coming up, that our military and political leaders have the guts, really have the guts to do what they believe is the right thing for our national security, even if it means they may not get reelected or they may not get promoted. So what role do we play? Well, you know, we have, uh, we live in a democracy, so we have the right to vote. So in 2016, uh, I think from now on, I will have to say first, but back then I said only in 140 something years of college football, the only program whose entire football team voted on election day, it was Coastal Carolina back in November 2016. Uh, with Jamie Chadwell and the current staff of Coastal, we're all going to be voting again. You, you may have seen that the NCAA have, has actually said they don't want any games played that day in any sport uh, because they want their people to have the opportunity to vote, meaning student-athletes opportunity to vote, and many programs are talking about that across the country. So I think, frankly, we had something to do with that. And I couldn't be prouder. First of all, it should have been done a long time ago. I'm delighted that it's being done now. But that's the reason why we thought those things were important. And, um, and we call that those segments life after football. You know, uh, my son was a top recruit back in 2000. And I remember the coaches that came to our house recruiting him. They talked about his time management, about helping him academically, all the basic things. But really wasn't a lot of talk about the development of him as a man. And so I really appreciate you and what you've done. And I know the parents there at Coastal do as well through all the work you put in. And it, it may seem in some people's eyes, hey, a small thing, but it adds up to so much in terms of development of young men. And that's uh, kudos to you and your staff there. That's just an incredible program. And it continues you, to be you successful. Know, when we have kids uh, come to our campus in terms of uh, official visits. Really, we don't want them to come. They're not going to come with their families. And I think part of that is because I think the family, I mean, each parent, we all have our, the best interest of our child at heart. And while we want them to have a, have a wonderful experience as a college athlete or in the classroom and socially as well as obviously on the field or in the arena um, or in the gym, well, we want them to be prepared for what's going on later on in life. And I think as a parent, any program that legitimately gives up time. The reason why I give up time is I want my guys to know that there are so many things that matter more than football does. And, um, uh, you know, I, I want, frankly, my son or my daughter to go to that type of program. Excellent. We have received news yesterday that the GDP rose to 33.1% this week. First of all, did that kind of shock you? And how should investors interpret this major financial news in terms of the financial world moving forward? Well, I think I think the the, the GDP you've got to look at that like over the span of longer cycles rather than just quarter to quarter. And certainly that was a big jump, but it was coming off uh, COVID lows. So so that jump was that big just because it was coming off a very, very, very small number. And I wouldn't put too much uh, credence into that. Uh, we still have the virus. The economy is still going to be struggling. 
Um, I, I think markets could potentially be, uh, be, be in full fall. Uh, but it, it is a sign that at least we're moving in the right, right direction. So I feel good about it. I feel positive about it. But don't get too excited about it. All right. Coastal Carolina football. Is undefeated in 2020. It's been a remarkable year for the Chanticleers. Talk about this year's team, the pride you must have in a program that you worked so hard to lay the foundation for long-term success. you got to look back like that proud father uh, looking at uh, the guys you work with and they're doing so well and the players that you've recruited in the past and worked with doing so well. Can you talk about the pride you have for this program right now and have always had for it? I mean, I couldn't be prouder of uh, Jamie Chadwell, our head coach, and um, our, our, our defense coordinator, Chad Staggs, and, and so many of the guys that, you know, were part of the program with me. You got Newell Isaac, you got Willie Korn, uh, you got Bill Durkin, and um, the new guys that, that uh, Jamie brought into the program with, with, with himself. And then, then even some of the graduate assistants or the, or the um, analysts, uh, Tyler Keene, Adrian Bernari, uh, Josh Carraway, you know, they, they were all part of, of what we had worked hard to put together. And then you've got the, the team where of the five classes, you know, close to four of, well, four, four of those classes were, were, were classes that I was ultimately responsible for with regard to recruiting, and I coached three of those classes. And, and um, uh, I, I, I could not be prouder. I mean, to be able, you know, the, the, there's still a priority to, you know, believe in what you're doing. Take responsibility for yourselves. Make sure you're getting the job done in school. Uh, our guys have done an incredible job with regards to testing negative again and again and again and again with regard to virus. And we've got, you know, over 100 people that are being tested. Um, but the, the way the teams come together and, you know, the way we played our games, I think uh, the way we're setting up defensive and offensive game plans, the way the games are being called, uh, special teams are still doing a solid job. You know, I, I couldn't be prouder of the guys. And, and then, um, you know, I've been asked a lot. I said, we surprised, am I surprised that we're, you know, with 20, would I have thought, would I have guessed we would have been 20th in the country at this point in the season? And, and I said, yeah, I'm a little surprised at that, but, but not once you recognize we're five and oh, and not once you recognize that what we've been able to do. And I'm, I'm not surprised that we're five and oh, you know, uh, the, uh, so I, I could be proud of the guys. And, you know, I, I do know this, that no matter what the ultimate record is, I know that uh, Jamie and the leaders of that team will make sure that there'll never be a time where our guy's not going to give it 100%, and they couldn't be prouder of him. Guy's a great first name. There's no doubt uh, that has to do a lot with his success, no but we'll get you to that later. Problem with that? No, <laughs> you know the problem with that? He spells it differently than you, and because I dictate it to my, into my phone, I always screw up spelling your name and his name, and I, agree, I, I thought three months ago I'm not going to correct it anymore. So don't be offended when you get the wrong spelling well, of your name. I w- the IE Jamie went undefeated. I hope uh, this Jamie with the EY goes undefeated as well. Hey, while on the subject of Coastal Carolina, how has the university been able to navigate the coronavirus? You just touched on a little bit, but all the facets and all the success on the field and collectively at the university, this goes to President, Chancellor, all the way down, everybody in between. It's just been, uh, you just alluded to it a minute ago, a collective effort, not only by the staff, the coaching staff, but the support staff, the administration. Can you speak to the people there and why they've been so successful? on navigating this? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, I think the whole protocol and processes associated with 
with uh, the virus, you know, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a dynamic situation. There's a dynamic flow associated with it. You know what? Uh, because things may change, get a little better, get a little worse. We find that something works a little better than something else does. You adapt and adjust throughout the the entire time frame. And I think that um, you know, way back when, way back when, you know, starting last spring, when we knew the virus was going to be an issue, and then making the decisions over the span of the summer, getting ready for the school year to start. I think, you know, Dave Desenzo, our president, and and the, the the executive staff, as well as the coaches and the board, I think really did, did, did a good job of being able to put, put in processes and protocols in place that would that would help minimize the negative impact. And frankly, I find that, you know, so alternate between online and actually being there physically, I think we're doing a good job with regards to the sports teams. Uh, I've told you before how critical I think it is to get through football because of what I think it signifies to our country going into the spring. Um, uh, but but at, at the end of the day, you know, I think you know, people got to wear their masks. And if we haven't learned that now, if, if you see somebody in a crowded spot that's not wearing their mask, it's like we, we should self-police ourselves. Somebody should go up to the guy and say, hey, please, you know, you got to put your mask on. Uh, I wish our governors would be more definitive with regard to that. I wish the president would be more aggressive with telling the governors to be more, more definitive with that. And uh, uh, the, the, the problem oftentimes when you have an issue on campus, it's not because of what's going on on campus. It's not because of the school. It's not because of the team. It's usually the guys kind of get a little, and girls, you know, the students get a little relaxed, and they're going out in the evening to bars and stuff where people are not paying attention to it. And that's usually where there is a problem. So I think if we learn from this and we do a better job of tightening up, like if we know, for example, being in bars at night's a problem because they're not wearing masks, fix it. Now, it's not, I mean, it's a difficult situation. We've talked about this before. But we've got to do a better job of, 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 of taking advantage of what we've already learned. Uh, we all wear the mask to protect ourselves and protect others. I'm not a big fan uh, just for the fact that, you know, skin gets irritated and it's just frustrating, but we all know we have to wear them. Most people aren't fans of them. We understand that, but we do understand the importance. You know, I'm a hugger by nature. You know, it's been a big adjustment for me. You see people, you want to give them a hug, you can't do that. Uh, what have you found most difficult to deal with during this coronavirus situation? We have new pharmaceutical pharmaceuticals, vaccines on the way. When things return to normal, and we all hope and pray it happens soon, what have you missed the most, and what do you look most forward to? Well, first of all, you know, I think I'm pretty I, – I, I'm a guy that winds up showing my emotions, so I don't hesitate to tell somebody I care about them or hug them, et cetera. But and I, I don't think – I don't know anybody says, hey <laughs> – I love these masks. These are really, really yeah. terrific. I can't yeah. wait till I get yeah. a new mask next week. Yeah. You know, we all hate the mask. But the bottom line is, again, we have a global pandemic on our hands. So you either wear the mask or you potentially risk getting sick yourself or more so getting somebody else sick. Right? So those are your alternatives. And the choice you make is pretty simple, I think, from there. So we all hate wearing the mask. But all it doesn't right. matter. we got to toughen up. That part's irrelevant. I think when, when the virus winds up getting behind us, I think just going back to life as normal. Now, I don't know if business will be as normal again, I, I, but, you know, I, but I think us being able to embrace a friend, be able to go outside without a mask, be able to, uh, to, 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 to walk into a place where you are comfortable. Uh, I think it's a little bit just going back to normal. I think something that we've taken for granted all of our lives will be something when we do get back to normal will be something we all really, really appreciate. And 
that will be one of the pluses to having gone through something like this. We actually appreciate what we have, things that we've taken for granted in the past. True words were never spoken. We will, uh, when we get back to normal, and we hope it's soon, uh, never appreciate it more than when we return to what we you know used to have and used to, as you say, take for granted in so many ways. We'll never do it again. Uh, we got our listener questions now. It's a Joe Mowgli report, Sports 1061. We're going to roll through these. Felicia from Missoula, Montana asks, Coach, is there a certain age or time in life or career that you recommend estate planning or wealth planning for your spouse and children? The uh, Felicia, I think, I think there are two different things you've got to look at here. One is your will, and one is your estate plan. And the way I differentiate, the will is what you will to have happen upon your death with regard to your assets. You know, you've got to decide that. The estate plan is how your money is being managed. So when you do pass, you've minimized your taxes, you've been thoughtful with regard to that, and your will is part of the estate plan. So, so number one, I think, you know, I, I think I think you got to have a will pretty much as soon as possible, as soon as you have assets that you've got to be concerned with what's going to happen with them, if something were to happen to you, you've got to have a will. Uh, so that that should be as soon as you have those assets, 30, 35, 40, 45. I don't care when it is, but you got to have that. And you got to take a look at that every year to make sure it's comfortable in terms of what you want. With regard to the estate plan, uh, now it's managing your taxes, is understanding how the estate taxes work, and that varies from state to state. Um, and, you know, I began my plan, at least seriously thinking about it, probably when I was 40, and I started to make decisions with regard to that plan, you know, as time went on. And every five years or so, I made sure that you know, I, I did a better job of honing in on it. So I probably had, you know, an estate plan pretty much ready to go by the time I was 50. And I adapt and adjust and I take a look at that. If there's a big change in my life, uh, that's in the family, that the real significant changes in the tax code, gone uh, through a divorce, whatever it might be, uh, I'll, I'll take another look at that then along with my will. Uh, and if not, make a point to take a look at it probably every, every few years. But Big I life began changes. at 40 thinking about it, and I had it ready to go at 50. Big life changes like working with two outstanding broadcasters, things like that that make you change things. I understand. Oh. Anyway, oh. Todd but, from uh, Apollo, Pennsylvania. <laughs> those guys are in my will. There you go. Todd from Apollo, Pennsylvania asks, is it risky to pick out your own stocks, or do you always recommend using a broker, or does this always just depend on the amount you're risking? It's a matter of knowing what you're doing, Todd. It's uh, not much more complicated than that. If you truly understand how stocks work and, you know, you feel comfortable investing in a stock, you should do that. And you can do that directly. That's easy to do online. If, uh, by the way, most financial consultants today really don't do individual stocks. They wind up doing funds, ETFs, indices, et cetera. And um, so if you, you're not comfortable with that, but you want stocks, well, then you've got to consider talking to a financial consultant that, what is comfortable buying or selling stocks for you. Um, as long as you know what you're doing, you go in that direction. If you don't, then you've got to go with a financial consultant, but then you at least need to understand the questions you should be asking the financial consultant, really truly understanding, you know, what the fees are, what the charges are. Uh, somebody says, I'm going to charge you 1%, and you're in all mutual funds. Well, you're not paying 1%. You're paying 1% to the, to the, to the uh, financial consultant, and you're paying whatever the whatever the expenses are on that particular mutual fund. So it could be two and a half, three percent 3%. So you just need to understand the questions you would ask of a financial consultant, or you need to know what you're doing if you're making the decisions yourself. If you don't know what you're doing, but you, I'm sorry, if you don't know about stocks, but you want to do it yourself, then, then, then you get involved with index funds. And the one I've always recommended is been the S&P 500. 
Coach Mike from Bluffton, uh, Carolina, South Carolina, asks, how high up in the rankings can Coastal Carolina football go this year? Can you see a scenario, if things continue as they are, that they can make it to a major bowl at the end of the year? Mike looks like he's looking at a New Year's Day bowl, hoping for the Chanticleers. I mean, Coach, stranger things have happened, I guess. What's your take on how high they could go? Well, no, I think if we continue to do well, I mean, there's no reason why we can't continue to win. If we continue to win, you know, we're certainly not, I, I can't imagine a scenario then where we go down in the polls uh, and then, then we continue to improve. All right. And as we close out today's Joe Mowgli Report on Sports 1061, it's the time of the show we look forward to the most on the Joe Mowgli Report, where you offer us your best financial advice as well as any other aspect you want to impart to us. What do you have for us this week, Coach? I think, you know, I go back, you know, do I need to worry about the markets? Do I need to worry about the highs and lows? Do I need to worry about what's going on? And, you know, do I stay invested? And the answer to those questions is, no, you don't need to worry about it. You need to have a disciplined strategy. And um, and I, I would go back to the idea of dollar cost averaging. There's a lot of things that can happen, you know, as we, remember, it's the fiscal stimulus that has kept the markets alive. And, um uh, the economy is going to be struggling here. We don't know when the virus is going to come to an end. Even when we get a vaccine, it's going to take a year to be able to distribute that. We have an election coming up in a few, couple of days, which is one of the most critical things we've got going on in the United States right now. You know, don't, I don't know what's going to happen with that election. And uh, there could be tremendous volatility around it with regards to the market. So, so, I, I would say, I, so I would say you want to be disciplined. Go back to the same advice I gave a little while ago. How much? Do you want to invest? How much are you able to invest? How much would you like to invest in the span of a year? Divide that into quarters. Put that same amount in every quarter. And that's be the smart, most disciplined way to be able to go, go about it. Hey, Coach, it's always great having you, and we appreciate you so much. Of course, you've been listening to the Joe Mogley Report, heard here on Sports 1061, exclusively brought to you by Coastal Carolina University. Coach, have a great uh, week next week as we move towards uh, the next time we'll talk to you. We'll have a new president, new direction, and we'd love to get your take. We look forward to having you on again on the Joe Mogley Report. And that's one of the things you should be encouraging everybody to get out there and vote too, Jamie. But always good being on. Get Guys, take care of yourself. Stay safe. Go vote. Joe Mowgli, Joe Mowgli Report. Quick timeout. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sports 1061. Hi, this is Joe Beninati. You're listening to the Sports King, Jamie King, on Sports 1061. Friends, if you suffer from foot or ankle pain, have I got the solution for you. It's my great friend, Dr. Paul Ross of the Podiatry Centers of Springfield, Virginia and Bethesda, Maryland. Dr. Ross is a world-renowned surgeon and is widely considered as one of the top podiatrists in the world. He has helped over 240,000 people during his illustrious career, and I am happy to tell you that I'm one of them. From bunions to bone spurs, for foot problems big and small, he and his outstanding staff give five-star treatment to everyone who visits his office. If you can't make it in, that's no problem. Just contact the offices of Dr. Paul Ross to schedule a one-on-one virtual meeting. Dr. Ross is a proven expert. If you're looking for an answer to your foot and ankle problems, look no further than the best in the field and reach out today to Dr. Paul Ross in the Podiatry Centers of Springfield, Virginia and Bethesda, Maryland. In Springfield, Virginia, the number is 571-267-1936. In Bethesda, Maryland, the number 301-660-8225. Call today and tell them the Sports King sent you. Tim Cosgrove here at CMA's Colonial Honda, and I've got something big to share. You can now get 0% financing for the first time ever at CMA's Colonial Honda. Get 0% financing for 60 months on every new Accord LX sedan and HRV LX CUV model. But hurry, this special offer is only good through November 15th. And stop by for Orange Saturday deals all month long. And if you don't want to come into the dealership, no problem. 
We'll bring our dealership to you with CMA's Easy Purchase. Get started at CMA's ColonialHonda.com. Did I mention 0% financing for 60 months on our most popular Hondas? Stop by for Orange Saturday deals, but hurry. They're only here for a limited time. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit CMA's ColonialHonda.com to find yours and get 0% financing. Excludes tax, title, license, and 599 processing fee. Payments based on 60 monthly payments of $1748 for every thousand financed with approved credit. Not all customers will qualify. All trims qualify. EX, EXL, Touring, Sport, LX. Offer not combinable with other offers discounts. Offer ends 11-15-2020. Let's get back to the guy who said where there's a will, there's a relative. Ugh. You're listening to Sports King right here on Sports 106.1. And welcome back, everybody. Closing out on the Monday morning. And we thank you for joining us around the world, uh, throughout Central Virginia, everywhere in between, from Sacramento to Florida to Virginia to Tennessee. We love you all. We thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget tonight, 815 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Antonio Brown in tow head to MetLife Stadium to take on the G-Men of Joe Judge. The G-Men 1-6, awful, no Saquon Barkley, just a bad football team. And the Buccaneers roll in there at 5-2. and two. Tampa Bay, the favorite in this one, 12 the number, 45 over under. This game will go over the posted total It'll probably be something like 48 to 14. Look for the Buccaneers to just annihilate the G-Men. Tom Brady comes in this one, 176 out of 268, 1,910 yards, 18 touchdowns, heavy dose of Ronald Jones, and, of course, the big receiving core, Mike Evans, of course, Chris Godwin. You've got A.B., you've got Gronkowski. It's going to be an absolute destroying of the G-Men as they have nowhere to go tonight at MetLife as the Buccaneers should roll it up on them. That game is at 815. That's your Monday Night Affair. Elsewhere here on Sports 106.1, don't forget Panther Talk, the Carolina Panthers, and that is 6 p.m. tonight on this very station, 106.1. Panther Talk, and right after that, 7 o'clock, it is Tide Rewind, the Alabama Crimson Tide. You get all your recap of this weekend's uh, game and of course all your information about everything tied football there. And don't forget also that Damon Amendalora is coming up next, filling in all week long. Big Al is on vacation, taking some much needed time off. He is off this week, but DA is up next. And one other note: the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers this past weekend. Don't forget. 51 to nothing over Georgia State, number 15 ranked team in the nation. Are they steamrolling towards that New Year's Day game? Boy, wouldn't that be nice to see them. Well, they won the national championship in baseball several years ago. Could they be in the mix for a New Year's Day bowl game? Wouldn't that be exciting for the Chanticleers? Hey, you can dream, right? It's 15 in the nation right now. They are a good football team playing great football under Jamie Chadwell. We think Joe Moglia. So that's going to wrap it up for Ben. I'm Jamie. Have a great Monday. We'll see you. CMA's Colonial Honda. And I've got something big to share. You can now get 0% financing for the first time ever at CMA's Colonial Honda. Get 0% financing for 60 months on every new Accord LX sedan and HRV LX CUV model. But hurry, this special offer is only good through November 15th. And stop by for Orange Saturday deals all month long. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit CMA's Colonial Honda.com. Excludes tax, title, license, 599 processing, fee 1748 for every 1,000 financing. Approved credit, all terms qualified, not combinable with other offers, ends 11 15, 2020.